What is a club in any case? Not the buildings or the directors or the people who are paid to represent it. It's not the television contracts, get-out clauses, marketing departments, or executive boxes. It's the noise, the passion, the feeling of belonging, the pride in your city. It's a small boy clambering up stadium steps for the very first time, gripping his father's hand, gopping out that hollowed stretch of turf beneath him, and without, a, without being able to do anything about it, falling in love. That's a quote from Sir Bobby Robson, player and uh, manager for England, passed away in uh, 2009, rest in peace. Uh, I start with that quote because we found out on Sunday that the Super League was a go at that point, all 12 clubs uh, representing them, representing what appears to be a pretty big blow to football in general. Not just not just competition, but the spirit of the game, the the conglomerization and uh, consolidation of talent. Uh, I don't even know where to start with that, but we found out that teams uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Tottenham, Arsenal. Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, AC Milan, Juventus, and Inter Milan have all agreed to start their own closed-off, bastardized version of the Champions League. Um, And for seemingly no reason, just money. Yeah, yeah, money's money's the, the topic of discussion it's the crux of everything, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to this, uh, this ESL, the European Super League, La Superliga, um, the the main motive behind it, in essence, sounds good. You get to see the best teams play against each other week in, week out. Sounds good, right? But the the, the fact of the matter is that the world of football doesn't revolve around those fifteen teams. There's several teams in the world that have just as much passion as the big teams down to the little teams. You can even argue that the little teams' fans even have more passion because the littlest wins mean the most to them, whereas the biggest teams win quite often. And it's sad that in the name of profits and you know exploitation, these said teams that you mentioned were going to remain in this tournament regardless of their form, regardless if they won or lost or drew they were going to remain in there and only five other teams are allowed to get in or make the cut to be part of this tournament and that's just not right it's not what football's about i i enjoy watching the champions league because not only i could not only can i watch my team i could watch the best teams in the world but i could also watch the teams that aspire to one day become the best team in the world and and the reason that they're actually in, in the champions league is purely due to merit it's based on now, their, yeah. we can we can argue the the flaws that exist within that because a lot of the teams that do participate do participate year in and year out. So there is there is a bit of a, a of a somewhat closed loop there. But they still have to perform. And the teams that perform usually are the most well off, the most deep teams with the deepest pockets. But that's not what we're arguing about. 
they still have to show up and and do their job um i guess we can start off by by backing up a little bit and explaining exactly what the super league is do you do you want to you, you want to get point on that yeah. even though we kind of touched on it already for the most part right well that's the that's the interesting thing that the the european super league hasn't even been active it's a concept that has been introduced spearheaded by florentino perez um who we have to be honest is is uh, in it for his own interest and the interest of the other big clubs who also signed up i don't want to just lay it on him in madrid but when you're already the richest clubs in the world why are why are you gonna not only like you know profit even more when there's clubs who have gone through more problems because of covid don't get me wrong real madrid and all these clubs have faced issues because of covid Mm-hmm. Um, but to say that uh, for Florentino to say that this is to save football, don't give yeah. me that. Don't please don't do that because there are clubs that are suffering that had to, um, without fans, had to raise money just to even have a kit man. And you're over here complaining about uh, three hundred million. That in essence, yeah. you want to use uh, for your own benefit to get the best players and make your team relevant again. I get that. Yeah. Um, but the whole concept of it um, is it's just it's um, it's bad, man. Um, so yeah, so the concept is, we pretty much, let's just lay it out flatly. What it is, it's a year-round uh, league. Uh, in essence, it's it would replace what the Champions League is now. The right. best teams facing each other. Except this is not due to merit. This is an arbitrary uh, gathering collective, if you will, of, of quote-unquote big clubs. Now, there's no doubt that United, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Juventus, Manchester City, Liverpool, that those are big clubs. There's no debate on that. But but what they really mean is not history. What they mean is money. Money, uh, yeah. Uh, f- you know, fans, fans around the world. Uh, their ability to sell a product. Yeah. All right, so these te- these 12 teams got together and decided that it was a good idea that they would just create this league uh, midweek. Of course, it would be on a Wednesday. And they would play each other uh, across two groups every day until the end of time, basically, is, is what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so the concept is is a sort of mismatch of Champions League and NFL, NBA sort of uh, thought process. And uh, with that, you, like you said, on paper, it's Real Madrid versus Barcelona every week. Yeah. Real Madrid versus Manchester City, uh, Juventus versus Manchester United. And and that sounds good. Yeah. But you don't want to see it every day. No, no. It's not a party if it happens every day. Yeah, you can't have Christmas every week. Um, And I personally enjoy looking forward to these matchups when they happen in their domestic leagues or even in the Champions League. Yeah. But for me as a fan, I also enjoy when... Uh, we go to Vicarage Road and, uh, you know, nag out a, a 1-0 win and, and the other team gives it their all and the fans are there even though despite they only have 20,000 allotted seats. That's what football is. It's not about who has the most fans and who's able to profit more. If it's about success, why why isn't Ajax in it? Um, you know, why isn't Leicester in it who won a league title more recently than Arsenal have won a, a league title before Tottenham? It's a money scheme. That's all it is. And, and Florentino was smart and in picking these teams, knowing that this would uh, 
help you know maximize revenue and profits and sales but that's not what the game's about you know um you miss out on the opportunities to watch teams like Shakhtar pull an upset on Madrid or things like that. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, the, the biggest thing is that this also helps showcase these teams and some of the talents that exist on these teams. And, you know, with, with the Super League, we eliminate a big chunk of that. And that's yeah. the biggest problem for me. That's why I couldn't get on board. And I was ready to renounce my own fandom of Man City because I was so flabbergasted and disgusted with the fact that my team would participate in this. Don't get me wrong, as a fan, you should have every right to be even happier because your team's going to make way more money now. But I don't care about the money, man. I, I well, it's not our money. It's not our money, but it's, it's <laughs> yeah, money that will make me happy if we could now sign Mbappe or, or Holland or whatever. That's nice. Don't get me wrong, but I want an equal opportunity for all. And I think uh, based on merit, you earn it each season and you earn a spot at that throne. Yeah, I, you you that, shouldn't just get there because you're a big club I and think you have history. Personally, that's the biggest... That's the biggest point for me, um, because football. It's, it, I mean, we're used to it here in the U.S. Uh, all of our sports are, you know, the the Dodgers are going to play every season, the Lakers are going to play every season. They don't have, they don't worry about relegation. Relegation. They don't worry if staying up in the league is not a concern. If anything, it's rewarded here if you suck. Right. Yeah, yeah. They you get a draft, a draft and shit like yeah. that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there was jokes like that on on social media where right. like, oh, is there going to be a draft? You <laughs> know, for you know Arsenal getting first round pick and shit like that. Um, so yeah, here we're we were kind of a lot of American fans are like, what's the problem? They're, this is yeah, a lot of casuals. I feel yeah. which I I see their perspective as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what the world of football makes it so set apart from all these other sports is the fact that it's so unique. And it's so communal. It's a community-based sport where year in, year out, you see new teams get new opportunities and they're surprises. And we love surprises. At least yeah. I do. Um, and, you know, I think you eliminate that when you do something based on the American sports system, which we have here. Um, you know, but uh, I'm sure you have more opinions on that. Yeah. Um, well, the the to get a little more detail in... Let's just give an example. Uh, well, just to give you a perspective, I should say. Uh, Bayern Munich, when they won the Champions League this past season, netted about 110, $120 million Yeah. to win it. Right, right. These clubs are, are each, just to show up, are standing to get, at the very least, was it $450 million? Right, yeah. Just to show up. Just to show up, yeah. Um, that's, let's let's just say, a little bit under quadruple of what the Champions League winner is going to get. Right. That's right. that's what we're talking about, is the gross amount of money designated to you on the arbitrary fact that you're a big club. Yeah, a big club, basically. Um, and, that, and that's what's gross about it, is... Is that and th- and this is why they signed up? Yeah, a lot of these a lot of these owners, especially the English teams, they're they're American owners. Yeah, for them this is not a problem. No, it's it's uh, profits over over. There there was a you know there was a little tidbit uh, released that there was a an owner of a club and my guess is it's Cronky. That that's what everybody's guess is. Um, I mean maybe 
I would say maybe uh, uh, John Henry, uh, uh, owner of FSG in Liverpool. It's one of those guys. I, I maybe even the Glazers. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, how out of touch those guys are, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the story goes is they were uh, they sat down to one of their te- uh, clubs' matches, one of their teams' matches, and uh, uh, they they asked uh, who are which which is our team? Yeah, they couldn't even tell you what team was who who was who. And that just lets you know everything that these guys are just X's and O's on an Excel chart, and uh, basically it's just a, a you know an investment to them. They don't know the sport, right? That's what that's what pisses me off. Um, however, the outrage I feel is more towards. I don't even know how to say it. But I'm pissed off that people are getting pissed off at this and they've allowed the they they've allowed the little bit of snowfall over the years to turn into this avalanche. Now, th- this is nothing to minimize, this is nothing to discount. This is nothing that we should just forget about and 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 uh move on. I, I think we we should really look at the sport and and if we really did care about the the interest of competition if we cared about the spirit of the game then we would call out all the other shit that's gone on all these years yeah um all the well one we have i have maybe three different subscription services just that alone you know? Yeah. Um, all the pundits that work for different fucking uh, broadcasting companies, you're, you're part of it. You yeah. know, to, to be indignant now and saying that this is gross. Well, what are we really talking about now? Champions League, UEFA and FIFA. They're not perfect. They're not. The Far FAs, they're, they're trying to show some spine now. All the things that they've let go. We're watching the Real Madrid um, Gadis game in the back. Just... Just two, three weeks ago, we had a player say some racist shit, and the FA didn't do anything. They grabbed their ankles for that, and now they they, they want to act all altruistic like they care about the game. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I think the severity of the Super League warranted that reaction, but I agree. Because um, it's getting into their pockets. Well, not it, not that they care about uh, protecting the sport. I think from from the fan outrage, I think uh, uh, much oh, of the totally. fans do care. To- but totally, yeah, from yeah. from the ownership perspective, yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, I, I, I mean, the fans have uh, protested and argued against a ton of shit that's happened over the years, and the FAs and FIFA and UEFA haven't done shit. Now, yeah. now that it's going to be affecting their pockets, they they want to act like like the sport's being destroyed. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I can't I can't sit here and 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 pretend that that this hasn't been going that this hasn't been written on the wall for a long time. Yeah. I mean with UEFA, you know, just touching on them very quick, the the problem with them has been transparency. And like you say, you mentioned the money that's that gets made if you win the whole thing. That's that that amount of money is minuscule to what they would have been making in the Super League, which yeah. re- really makes you question where is all that money going and why are the the salaries of the people in charge of UEFA like Seferin why is why is his salary like it's not disclosed it's not disclosed yeah. so those things are problematic and those are things that need to be fixed also the new format that's going to be proposed that we can touch on a little bit later 
that that's not the best thing either. I still think that's better than what Super League was. <laughs> yeah, but um, it but it's it's a Super League light. I I, w- I would struggle to even go that far to call it that, but it's it's not good. It's not good for the game, because um, at, at the very least, even if they're adding more teams, you're also adding more opportunities for for some of these smaller clubs. So I but there's like there's two teams that make it automatically based on on uh, whether they win the title for their domestic league. No, they, there's two teams that make it based on legacy or history. And the new champion, they they don't even have to earn it. And did, do they say who those teams are by chance? Um, I'm sure they are. I, I don't know. I didn't read the fucking little you know terms yeah. and conditions. I'd be of curious it. what what. But it is what defies that. But know? it is two teams that make it not on merit. Hmm. Uh, I mean that's still better than the Super League. But I mean, my point is that UEFA has a lot of things to work out too. And well, well, you know they're talking about how you know this is all a money grab, but. You know, let, let's not forget that the League of Nations was created just a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. The, it's, it's what is it, like a yearly uh, Euros or something like that? Yeah. So it's a yeah. weird competition that no one really understands. I don't mind that so much because either way, friendlies get played all the time. Um, yeah. Maybe substituting the friendlies with these games, it makes for more competitive circumstances. So, I mean, I, I understand none of these points are that great, but... Compared to the Super League, very minuscule, and I think that's why. But they're, but they're like little, they're little uh, instances uh, of money grabs. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. But to the extreme of the Super League, I think that's why the fan outrage was so much, and I think the silver lining in all of this was how uh, the community, the footballing community, got together, all of the big six clubs. Oh, for sure. And the fans, uh, you know, voiced their opinion and showed their disdain for this. And it's funny because we're all, we were all together for this, and in a few days we'll go back to slandering each other and all our teams and shit. So that's what's what's great about it. It's always fun. But um, you know, it was a big win for football, and I'm kind of accelerating here. But it's just yesterday, six teams from England have fully withdrawn. There's rumors that uh, AC Milan and Inter Milan are withdrawing, Atletico as well. Atletico as of now has withdrawn. Yeah, as of now. So, I mean, it looks like the, the ESL is, is slowly dissolving. Now, it, it probably will be coming back sometime in the future. In It's going to have a different face. A different face, a, maybe a different format. And hopefully... I don't, listen, I don't have a problem with the Super League, but you can't be having a, a top... You know, teams that are going to make it every year just based on the fact that they're a big club and they had funding back in the 60s to propel them to who they are now. Um I don't think that's right, and I hope it doesn't happen. But, uh, yeah, man, that's kind of the state of affairs currently. Um, and, you know, my thing and the re- the main reason why I was very upset is knowing that, okay, if City did participate, and, and I'm a City fan, as you guys know, if City did participate in this, more likely they were going to get kicked out of the FA, kicked out of the Premier League. I wasn't having that. The whole point of me supporting the club is to watch what they do in the league. That's the beauty of it. I love playing against a team that just promoted and see what they're made of. Um, and that wouldn't have happened anymore if, um, according to the FA, they were ready to kick out teams. The Champions League was ready to kick out teams. And I am, I'm actually kind of happy that that was the reaction on their part because I, ha- I want no business with the Super League, especially considering the teams and the people it benefits. How are you going to be associated to a team and make yourself the chair of the Super League? Fuck out of here, man. That shit really got me heated. So I was ready to renounce my own fandom and... And maybe start supporting, I don't know, Barnsley or something. And, and, and it's funny because, uh, damn, Barnsley, that would be a hipster pick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you, you know, there was a lot of people talking about how they can't support their club. And uh, I, I found it hard to to fathom myself not being a fan of Real Madrid still. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, that's it'll be a, tough. It'll be tough to like break away well, from that. I mean, I've been watching them since I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Though those are, you know, I have a lot of memories. The, you know, obviously the the Champions League, which brings me to another point, is a lot of the teams that signed up for the for the um, Super League make Champions League every year. So when we're and I know it's not based well, on merit. It, oh yeah, go, you go ahead. I know the the Super League is not based on merit, um, but. You know, if we're talking about the fairness and competition, these teams have so much more money as it is than the other teams. Is it the fact, is it solely the fact that they're going to get richer? Or is it the fact that that they just don't want to share any of it? Uh, I think it's a combination of both. But I think it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, certain clubs do make it almost every year, but half of the clubs in that super league don't you know arsenal is not in it tottenham's not in it united is not in it ac milan's not in it inter are not in it are not are not in it right now so i mean it's just you're just giving it to them based on the name that they've created in the past and i i'm all about the now man i mean you know if if you can't if you're not earning it you shouldn't be uh playing amongst the best just because you're you know your club is so popular that's what it really is is a popularity contest and yeah they're you know the rich will get richer in this case, and it'll only just create a bigger gap um, in you know in all these leagues. So in the last ten years, Madrid's won Champions League four times. Bayern's won it twice. Right. Uh, Barcelona's won it twice. Right. I something like that. I think yeah. twice. Uh, Manchester City's won the league four times. Right. They're on their way to the fifth. Yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, fifth this year if if it goes through. Okay, Barcelona's won the league five times. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, something like Madrid's that. Madrid's won it two, three times, and hopefully on on the way to the third. Um. Juventus won it nine years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um. Where's the fairness? Uh. Well, I mean, that's the thing about football. Um. You know. You're allowed to invest how much money you make, and when you're a big club, um, you can't get slandered for spending that money. Uh, just because your your owner's filthy rich, um, that shouldn't be the fans' fault. And in terms of fairness, I mean, that's that's what uh, FFP is there for. You know, obviously, if if a team could spend eight hundred mil every year, that would be insane. That'd be completely unfair. But there's rules. There's rules. There's rules to follow. But I think that's fair, unless. What you're trying to insinuate is to make a cap space like they do in the NBA. That oh no, I, that, I don't I don't agree with that for yeah, football. Because, that yeah, doesn't work. It doesn't work, and and that's my point. But um, you know, let's not forget that Leicester have won a, a title as well. Atletico have as well. Um, you know, Lille's about and to win. Atletico is like a perennial contender. Yeah, um, but I think um, in, in if we're talking about fairness, it maybe it could be a bit unfair that you know City has a crazy budget, Chelsea does too. But I mean, uh, imagine making those teams only uh, more richer after participating in the ESL and widening mm-hmm. that gap in the leagues. It's not gonna. It's not gonna reflect well. I think we're gonna have more instances of, uh, you know, the Bayerns and the PSGs and things like that. The Juves, even though they've fallen off. Oh, I didn't even mention PSG. Yeah. Well, you know, and they're the Saints in all this because uh, they're they didn't join the ESL. Well, they pretend to be. Oh, what a great club! What a moral club! <laughs> um, but see, it's, yeah. and they're and they're. You know they're fucking riding that. Yeah. They're riding that wave. They are, and they're going to. And, and what was interesting, their 
the chairman or the owner, I forget his name, it's the Qatari guy, he just got named one of the chairs that Agnelli, the, the guy from Juve, just, uh, you know, that seat got emptied because he had to step down because he was in support of the ESL. The chairman from PSG just took that position. So they're they're on UEFA's good list right now. Well, the, the chairman of PSG... Uh, I'm forgetting his name. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. should um, probably know this. But. Yeah, um, he... Is also the chairman for BN Sports, right? Right. Who has a con- who has a contract with Champions League? Mm-hmm. Not not here, but in in like in Europe, in, in Europe, in Europe, yeah. 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 Um, who are also tied to Qatar, Cutter, who are very shady. Uh, yeah. So for them to paint themselves as the good guys, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. They couldn't join. They didn't join because they couldn't. That is my thing. Yeah. Um, and and the interesting uh, one is Bayern, you know. Why didn't they join? That's interesting too. Well, because of the fifty plus one. Ah. Which I, I, I looked into. But before that, my stance on everything is I'm just been cynical about everything. Just everyone's like pearl clutching of of what they're mad at. We've mm-hmm. allowed uh and I know and I know you're you're you'll always combat me on this, but we've allowed the Qatari money, we've allowed the the Saudi money, uh, you know, the oil money, the Russian money, the Russian money. We've allowed all this. I mean, I mean, Real Madrid. If we think about it from before, and I actually looked into it. They they were rumored to have been in cahoots with uh, with uh, with Franco, yeah, the dictator. Yeah. Turned out to not be true, but I know there's there's murkiness uh, in in that history anyway. <laughs> there's also rumors that they have offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands and shit like that. Well, everyone does. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. I, I don't think that matters if, if whether the money is Saudi or Qatari or Russian mm-hmm. or English or American. I feel like the Americans don't get enough stick for all the shit they get into. By the way, at least the the Saudis and the Qataris invest in their club and aren't cheap and aren't looking at it strictly from a business perspective. Well, for them, it's a toy. It's a toy and it's an investment, but yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's fine. I mean, well, I mean, there's there's the ownership. Like, look at uh, Andrea Razzanani or however you say his name from uh, Leeds. Yeah, that's you know he's he's a rich guy who got. I'm sure he got rich off of real estate or mm-hmm. making somebody else poor. I I don't know if you get rich off of just nothing, right? Well, yeah, you get you but, get there by some way, and it's never really pretty. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's typical. Y- I mean, anybody that owns a team usually. Yeah, and I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a bunch of great owners. Yeah, and like, you know, uh, unfortunately, like Peter they, Lim. they probably support like I mean, they probably own like <laughs> shitty teams though, like the guys who get the money the proper way. Well, like uh, like Leeds, Leeds, yeah, uh, Leeds. They came up, and I feel like that's a way to look at um, what a goal. That's why that's why I love Lester, by the way. Vishai, the guy who owned them, rest in peace, died in the helicopter accident. Yeah. Man, he's he really operated that club to a T with minimal money. And I think that's why it's great that foreigners get the chance to own these teams. I don't think it's just limited to Americans or, yeah, or, or English. I, I feel like there's there's that kind of ownership where you, you build up. And I, I know I keep talking about Leeds, but you build up. He, he owned Leeds for, I think, two seasons. Yeah. And then finally they made it. And now they're in the Premier League. They're fighting. They they obviously got that little influx of Premier League cash. But uh, um, it you know you compare that to a takeover, right? Mm-hmm. And it's legal. It's fair. 
but there's there's just something about it where but someone, why though that's why i don't know what's so bad about it that's my i, I don't I, i'm not saying it's bad but there's just something about it that rubs you the wrong way it, there's it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like you see a kid right like let's say you get a new car let's say you get a a cool ass honda accord yeah it, it, it's got all the bells and whistles but you see this fucking punk ass 18 year old kid with the with the 5 Series, uh, an M5, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know he's a trust fund kid. Like, something about it rubs you the wrong way, right? Not not me, personally. Because I know if I was in that position, I'd be enjoying the Yeah, of course. Of totally. And the and that's why I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But it, it rubs you the wrong way. It's like this, they didn't really, they didn't go through the trials and tribulations. Well, I mean, and then so like, and that's the thing, like, if, if City or PSG give off that vibe, well, that was United in, in the 60s or the 50s or Madrid as well. At one point, they were the the, the, the guy with the Bentley down the block. But but the thing is, is it's they, went through their, they went through their dark periods to get there. And City can, has had a dark history for much of their, of their history. And they just recently got bought out. And who's to say they might have another dark point in the future. But for me to hate on that, or to hate on any other club for that matter, I was happy when Newcastle was going to be taken over because I know what that means for a club and what that means for the fans more than anything there's only so much talent and 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 my thing is i, I get it there, there can be an unfair advantage but as long as they're within the regulations and, and invest uh properly by ffp rules i think it's great and i think it adds more variety to the game the premier league hasn't been as competitive as it has from one through eight in terms of talent ever because now there's more money being pumped into the to the league um sure city have walked the league a few times but that's just because they're different gravy and they're just too damn good. But I'm saying like... Uh, and how are they too damn good? I, I think they're the only club in Europe right now that's able to... And, and we're talking about how uh, if the Super League were to occur, mm-hmm. that these teams would feel the B team. But we just saw you, uh, City play a B team Yeah, and the last two weekends. And that's, that's because they have the best paid manager in the world. And he has the best tactics, or at least one of the best and, tactics. And they have a deep a deep roster a deep roster that they've invested well into and haven't spent much they spent 1.5 mil on zinchenko nobody likes to bring that up it's and they're like, at they're at 700 million net spend net yeah. spend yeah yeah it's uh over you know, the last five years they started spending in 2008 and the inflation now with the numbers yeah that's no, over the happen. last five years yeah and i don't see what's wrong with that uh you know real madrid just like throw money at one player like crazy and nobody says shit that's my thing but I mean, everyone makes fun of the whole uh, Hazard deal. Yeah, but constantly. everybody loves to shit on City and, and and or we could even shit on Chelsea and the money they and spent PSG. this summer. Yeah, I mean, what's I don't get what the issue is when yeah. Madrid and United were spending that money back then as well. Um, you know, uh, I mean, that's those are just two clubs. Barcelona also is another club as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's better than having just those three clubs I just mentioned. It's better now that we have at least eight clubs spending that money and making it competitive. And now this is where the ESL ties in. Imagine giving these clubs even more profit. What kind of gap well, is that yeah, going to well, create? That, well, that's what I'm saying is the, is the pro clutching over all that. It's we've yeah. allowed we've allowed it to to get to that point. To those clubs, they're like they they're like okay, we got away with this. Let's let's push it a little bit fucking further and see what else we can get away with. Uh, that's that's my thought mm-hmm. on on how these guys are operated, and they really thought they could get away with it. Yeah, yeah, they, they really they thought that they were going to be. That the FAs were gonna, and I thought so too. I thought the FAs were just gonna bend over, take their cut as it as it were, and and allow shit to happen. Yeah. Um, the clubs were bullied 
by Boris Johnson, the English clubs anyway, were bullied by Boris Johnson to pull out. Yeah, and um, from my perspective, I'm glad that it happened because one extreme has to be met by another extreme. Like sure. you said, the FA could have bent over and be like, fuck it, we lost them. But no, they said you will be kicked but out. But the teams game. did have the intention to play in their domestic leagues. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah they did have the intention. Uh, but what happens to Champions League at that point, you know? So who's going to play in the Champions League now? Are those English teams can't play in it physically? They're going to mm-hmm. be occupied by yeah. the Super League. I, like in my mind, there was going to be whatever the Champions and Europa League mis- mis- mishmash was going to occur. That champion is going to play against the champion of the Super League. And we're going to have this Galactic Cup champion. And that's and, just more and more ways to make and, money. Yeah, exactly. And more ways to make money. And then the first team would have been, oh, we got the octuple. That's so, you know what I mean? That's so lame. And, and you know? players getting injured left and right because they're playing more games now. Or not because these fucking rich-ass teams were able to get, get two, three, three teams worth of depth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just not... That, that doesn't sit right with what, me. But what I, I and also why. what I thought was going to happen... And what probably would have happened is that the inflation of players' prices would skyrocket. So now instead of instead of uh, Harry Kane being worth 150, he'd go for 220. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we're gonna sell fucking Jack Grealish for 300 million. You know. Yeah. Shit like that, and um, that's probably what would have happened. I mean, like I said, the you know the the snowball started with Pogba going for 100. And uh, maybe was it one or two years later? Neymar goes for two hundred, and Mbappe yeah. goes for one hundred and eighty. That's that's just inflation, though. Yeah, you know? no, but that, that's what I'm talking about. Is like we're t- these numbers seem so astronomical, but they're normal now. Mbappe, I'm sorry, uh, Holland is being referred to as one hundred and eighty. Harry Kane's one hundred and fifty. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's other names out there that are probably worth around similar prices. Yeah. Um, we got sidetracked a bit. Uh, yeah, they were trying to still play in their leagues. They would walk it with, you know, their B team that is good as most A teams. Well, not all of them, but uh, yeah, not necessarily I mean, all of City, them. City, City in particular, yeah. Uh, you know, like you say, City's the deepest team, but by far, I think they're by far the deepest team yeah, in all of Europe. That's due to to smart investment, you know. <laughs> um, when you look at the biggest transfer records, that's we're not even on the top ten. We've never spent we've never spent into the three the three digit figures like other clubs. But you know, on one player, I'm not exactly not on one player. But you get two for like fifty each. That's that's just smart spending, and you coach them up to play the style that you want. And those and the guys beneath them learn from them. So it's not their fault that the B team is almost as good as the A team. That's just quality coaching and uh, just a masterclass from the board. They've, they know what they're doing, and they're in cahoots from the chairman down to the manager down to the U20s. Well, I mean, for all the all the successes, there's been a ton of failures, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you, uh, the first four... You take, you take two punches to get one in. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing, that people think just with money you're going to have success. That's not true. The first five, six seasons with City, yeah, they won a few leagues, but Champions League was piss poor. To this day, we're piss poor, but... Uh, it wasn't it wasn't easy, man. With the managers we had, we invested a lot of money on Otamendi, Mangala. You can't you can't say out. that you were cheated out of a tournament and still say what you're saying right now. I can't. I I don't want to. I hear haven't that. said I haven't said anything about being cheated out. The whole Tottenham handball thing. 
that's one instance, and there's plenty more I can point to, but every team gets done dirty in, in any tournament or any league. Um, but I'm, that's, that's besides the point. I'm not even discussing that right now. Cause that's that's like irrelevant. But well, I'm just, to win a to win a, cha- a a tournament, I mean, there there is some luck involved. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you didn't win because you sucked. No, I know. It, cup games are are it's a different dynamic, you know. And um, uh, and I do believe, although some people say, oh, that's a victim mentality. I do feel that officiating in the Champions League hasn't benefited us his, benefited us historically, and everybody will see that differently. But um, that's just from my perspective, and of course, I'm a fan of the club, so. Um, you know, you can expect that from me. But besides that, I'm st- the point I'm making is when the takeover happened, the first five years weren't, it wasn't a walk in the park for, for City. And um, it's not just about throwing money at players and, and, and that's why they're good. And that, no, it's, it's, it's much deeper than that. Well, that, that was the policy for a good while. Like you said, the first five years. I mean, well, they were spending money, money aimlessly because they didn't have the right chair. They didn't have the right manager. It was just, it was a, you know, Cheeky Burgistan with Pep has been, the chemistry has been unreal. And that's why they're going to, they hold records that maybe may, may never be broken again in the Premier League. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's why I have no problem with takeovers, man. I love to watch it. I love to see how a team grows. And I, I was looking forward to that with Newcastle. But to, to compare takeovers to the ESL, those are apples and oranges, you know. Um, a huge influx of cash? Yeah. Hu- same thing. No, no. Uh, I, I really. equate it. Uh, a huge influx of cash, um, you know. PSG and City have unlimited money. Like but their owners, have, they're basically, you know, they're low-key trillionaires. If they had unlimited money to spend, they'd buy every best player in the world. But that's not how it works. That's why there's financial fair play. And that's just Yeah, false. I mean, you have to have willing, you know, sellers too. Yeah, um, but you know, to say that the takeover equates to the ESL, I don't, I don't think that's quite nuanced. I, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think any participating team in the ESL would also buy players aimlessly either. Uh, I mean, they they'll they'll still retain their they um they would retain their their sort of well definitely not strategies. The, yeah, the American owned teams are probably not going to spend much money. They'll probably pocket two hundred million. <laughs> yeah, they they are. Those three hundred. Can you imagine Arsenal and fucking Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Daniel that Levy, Real Madrid, and and Barcelona, they're massively in debt, and I think this was a great scheme to get their books balanced a little better. Um, and it was kind of selfish, and people almost took the bait. But you know, it was really the English opposition that really drove this thing down to the ground. Yeah, and th- and there's another talking point there is uh you know there's always people saying we're the bigger fans or we're the better fans and we're this and that we're louder. Um, I think if there was ever any debate on whether who was more rabid for their team or their clubs or their country, yeah, uh, the English have have everybody else beat. Maybe other than the Germans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Germans are are just as good. They're I'd notoriously say. keeping their talent. Yeah, in, and in their league. And the and the passion you're getting from the top six clubs uh, and their fans that that protested, you will get that from the top six down to the the last twenty, because the fans for those going clubs into are, the championship and yeah, and league yeah. one. And you see that even with with the Sunderland documentary, with the Leeds documentary, football is more than just a, a profiting scheme. It's it's it means a lot to people and the people that work so hard for their season ticket to show up and watch their teams battle against the best week in, week out. And, um, and you know, they deserve a chance. And let's not forget that for the clubs that do make it into the Champions League for the first time ever, like just imagining like just randomly like Dynamo Moscow or whatever, 
they make a nice chunk of money just for participating and that means the world to them mm -hmm. so taking away that opportunity yeah. opportunity is, is shitty you know well also um the money that clubs get when manchester united or liverpool come to town yeah that too yeah that that probably pays for the you know the ushers and the yeah you know totally totally you know all the all the staff you know that 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 takes care of wages you yeah. know and if these teams were for example banned from the from the league or relegated you know that's a huge that's a huge hit and who's going to watch i for us for example maybe we aren't a good example because we would probably still watch the premier league mm -hmm. but there would be a lot of eyes lost you know if you suddenly say i don't want to watch fucking tottenham anymore mm -hmm. you're gonna lose you're gonna lose your love for the game you're probably not gonna watch a whole lot of football so yeah every it's it will trickle down in a negative way um I had, I had a point and I and I fucking lost it. There, but, uh, there's just so much to grab onto with this ESL thing, mm -hmm. and developments will probably still come out into next week, and we'll we'll probably discuss more. But everything is so preliminary because this was a monster that we saw brewing, and it kind of dissolved like sand in the in the past 24, 48 hours. So it's interesting. On oh, Monday, I yeah. was in such a bad mood, man, because I was like. I was seeing it happen. Yeah, there was no eyes. talking to you that day. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, man, like, bro, it's it is really what it's gonna come down to. Um, well, I think you were upset at the fact that you were gonna have to give up supporting City. Yeah, which some people would be like, oh, you're you're not a true fan, you know this and that, but it doesn't feel right. Like it, it already. Did I say that? It it uh, what happened? Did uh, I say that you're not a true fan? No, no, no. I'm saying people in general. Oh, okay. Like, I was like, like wait, 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 wait. I'm like, fuck. I no, no. Like City. Fans, I didn't think that. No, City fans would probably say, oh, you're you're fickle, you know, but. Like you're saying, we already do have somewhat of an unfair advantage with the money we have to spend. I'm not going to negate that. That's the truth. Um, but adding that, adding the ESL money to that, it doesn't feel right at all. And um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't support a team like that, especially considering that they wouldn't have been in the Prem anymore. So, so you're happy that that they withdrew and that the FA seems to more or less forgive them. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm don't get me wrong. Like I'm not anti ESL to the max. Because I still believe that the, that UEFA are there. They have their own skeletons, and that needs a lot of cleaning. Their up too. incompetence led to this, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to, to an extent, for sure. Um, and with people who have different intentions with high powers in there, but um, yeah, man, I do think that the UCL can clean up as well. And um, ultimately, man, I just want all teams to have an equal opportunity to participate. And the ESL didn't display that to me. I think. Um, no, I think I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> So, so since they weren't, you know, banned and they withdrew from the league, from the Super League, um, you're going to stay a fan. And, and I, I kind of, I can't imagine how much of a relief that is for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So how would you compare this to like a relationship? Uh, the way uh -huh. I see it is like. Like, oh, damn, say you're like visiting your your girlfriend at work or something to bring her lunch, and she's like in like you know some dude's car. No, like let's say you surprise her, oh, for man. example, and she's getting in some dude's car, and you're like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, we're just talking, we're just talking, and then like you get her out of the car, and then you know she's like, I wasn't gonna do anything. Yeah. You're like nothing happened. It's like, well, no, because I fucking stopped it from happening. Yeah. But who's yeah. to say that nothing? That's yeah. the way I see it. That's kind of exactly how I see it too. I, I see, um, 
I'm pulling up to my girl's job. I'm gonna drop her off lunch, and she has uh, her coworker that's really well off, and he has a, a Porsche GT3, and um, <laughs> she's about to hop in in his car. And as I'm pulling up, and I see that, and and I'm just you know taken aback and and devastated, and I have to step back, and I'm like you know this is it with this girl, and then come to find out that. She was just going to help him take something out of the car. I don't know. Something innocent, right? You, uh, yeah. So I'd be able to forgive her, but I'll always have those th- that image uh, and yeah. a little bit of doubt within that's me. The, that's the thing. is like nothing happened. but As far you, as I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know she was about to. And that's the whole thing is these teams and mm-hmm. uh, my, my, my own club included. I, you know, the, 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 the head of the club that I support, this mm-hmm. was their idea. So, so in my instance, you know, my girl's the one that sent the "Are you up?" text. Oh, you know, you yeah. know what I mean. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, all these clubs they wanted to, they wanted to go ahead and do this, and they thought they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at the bottom line of all this, it's it's greed. But like, yeah. let's say, put yourself in the owner's shoes. Like, it's hard to blame them as well, knowing that you can maximize your profits and make this oh, much more money for sure like if you're yeah. in their shoes like you, you'll see why you try it they just didn't think think through the I, pr about it and, and well and the reaction of the fans. i think they probably calculated for it uh we've we've heard about the rumors of of uh, a super league for five six years now it's not like it's a new concept that no one's ever brought up but anytime anyone's ever brought up brought it up they're like fuck off yeah, that was always my initial reaction. I was like, shut the fuck up. We already have Champions League. What well, what would be the point of that? But you're right. Uh, as, as a chairman, as as someone that has a stake in a club, someone like Kroenke, someone like uh, like, like Henry, yeah, uh, the Glazers, yeah, they hear. Wait, how much? Yeah, 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 fuck yeah. Especially for them. Fuck yeah, I'll take that money. That's what pissed me off. Like Sheikh Mansour, bro, you're you're bloody rich, bro. You don't you don't have to work. A day in your life for 88 lifetimes. Like, you're set, my boy. I understand the Glazers and Kroenke a little bit more. It still doesn't justify because it's still doesn't, greed. It does not, yeah. but It's still greed, but, like, I understand them a little bit more. But, like, for City and, um, you know, I guess in Real Madrid and Barca's situation is different because, obviously, they've been having their problems with finances. But, but you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid, they're going to be fine. Well, they, that's that's my thing is they have the most fans in the world. So this this tournament would benefit them a lot because they make a lot of money off of it. Yeah. Straight up. Like, year in, year out. <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody would be really tuned in every week for them. Whereas, yeah. like, for, for this game, Cadiz-Real Madrid on a, on a Wednesday, not everybody's going to lose sleep and try to watch that. Yeah, Um. so, yeah, there, there's the profits and stuff. But another thing is, why are we surprised that billionaires <laughs> are trying to make more money? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it shouldn't be surprising, right? It shouldn't. I, I'm totally not. I'm like, well, th- this is in line of what these fuckers do. They take the soul out of any hobby, interest, uh, game, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna figure out a way to funnel as much profit as possible. I find it hilarious that uh, Florentino Perez is saying that they're going to save the game. They're like, nobody <laughs> wants to watch Real Madrid versus Cadiz. They want to watch Real Madrid versus Manchester City, Barcelona, Manchester United. You know, we're, we're saving the game. We're saving the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game's alive and well. <laughs> yeah. Judging by... If, if that was really your intention, 
if that, if that was really your thought process, then you would see the protests and you would see the angry fans and you'd be like, huh, this shit's alive and well. Yeah. There's nothing to save here. We're no, good. No, yeah, it's... In fact, I think this has been one of the most meaningful years for football because for a lot of people, it gave them some comfort, you know, uh, during such a tough year. And I think football clubs and, and entities were still continuing to play. Now, I get it. Concessions, ticket sales were not there. So the, these billionaires aren't profiting as much as they were. And, and that hurts them more than it hurts us, you know. So, I mean, I see I see their perspective, but it's still a dick move. Like, um and we'll see we'll see what happens going forward on uh you know a, a lot of key figures voiced their their opinion on on the matter and and it almost felt like it was unanimous like managers players and fans all didn't agree with it it was yeah. hard to find somebody agreeing with it, it was well americans <laughs> well yeah. yeah yeah americans are they're a special lot well they're well we're used to it's what we're bred into here but but the thing is is the the like the scope of players is is so limited in uh, in American sports because yeah know, it's just one country yeah and this is a global game you know this is a global game you can get and the whole world plays it so yeah. you can get players from Argentina from Brazil there's just hundreds of teams man there's hundreds Fucking of teams Macedonia yeah uh, like Aliofsky <laughs> yeah uh, so. Yeah, everyone hated it. Oh, we failed to mention one one big part too that uh, one of the uh, FIFA's main threats too was to not allow players to represent their national team, which you thought was pretty fucked up. I did, I I did think it was fucked up too, but I thought it was needed to really push home the point. Um, yeah. Um. So say it did go through, and the players who were obviously against it, they they got together. Uh, for example, Manchester United's players uh i think luke shaw mcguire and um bruno they went straight to uh to woodward's office and were like what the fuck they pressed him yeah what the fuck you know imagine mcguire running at you yeah and luke shaw fuck luke shaw i I mean imagine being a a buffet and seeing that coming at you you know those boys are about to eat yeah yeah exactly um one's gonna chill you one's gonna eat you yeah uh, good on them though. I I I do appreciate that, man. They do get the bigger picture. It's a lot of it is just like they didn't think if just because we can doesn't mean we should. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that. No, no one ever stopped them to think that. All they thought was we could make mm-hmm. billions. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, and like you said, that was a dumb. I don't think that's a appropriate punishment, given you know all the all the reports of players protesting it and being pissed off. Mm-hmm. Imagine being pissed off, protesting it, and it goes through, and they ban you from playing the national team. Yeah, it's messed up because the players don't have any say in that. You know, like you like you were saying earlier off the record, like they don't have they don't have a agency for that. You know, that's not their. That's not their problem. That's the owners, right? Yeah, and I'm sure the players, I'm sure the clubs have certain contracts with the players saying, you got to play the games that in the tournaments that we're a part of. Yeah. If you're eligible, you got to play. That would suck. Like, imagine, oh, De Bruyne, yeah, sorry, man. You're not going to be able to play for Belgium. But, uh, yeah, see you next Tuesday when you play, uh, you know, United. Again, for the fifth time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, 
uh, fuck, man. I keep losing my train of thought. Because my brain is, like, going everywhere. Yeah, it's because this whole concept of the ESL and what's happened is so scattered. You know, we need one of those those, uh, maps that they have in those, like, uh, you know, sci-fi shows where they solve crimes and shit and they connect the yarn to the next point <laughs> yeah and you know it's so much but uh i guess the unanimous thing is that it, it's, it wasn't good for the game and i think most people can agree with that yeah earn earn your shit and uh you know the, the champions league isn't perfect but i love the champions league it's an iconic tournament and uh they even kind of ripped off the design of. <laughs> I know, dude. That shit, was, that shit was funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah, that thing was dead on arrival. Yeah, but also, you know, these guys must have gotten together. They have teams of lawyers. Where, they? I'm sure they thought they. They figured out a way that they could get away with it. What happened? Well, yeah. That's... Imagine, imagine going to Florentino's office right now. You'd be like, "Oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Damn, bro! Thought you had this shit figured out. What happened? What happened, big dog?" Yeah. And and that's my thing is, did they not consider all the ramifications? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because when Florentino was giving all of his uh, interviews, or he only gave a few with Chiringuito a few days ago. Mm-hmm. He, he mentioned money maybe like 12, 15 times. Like, that's what it is, bro. It's money. Like, he's like, vamos a poder agarrar más uh, dinero, más, you know, more money, more money, more money. That's just what it is, man. That's what it is. Yeah, and, uh, you know, whenever you speak to, like, an older head and you explain to them, you know, the game or, oh, tickets are sold out or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, todo es dinero. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I kept thinking. It's all money. Time. But at the end of it, it like, that's the plain and simple truth. It is, it is, yeah. Sometimes it's that simple. It is. And then that's when we can start splitting hairs and, and seeing what leads to what. But uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll be uh, monitoring this situation as it goes on. Although I think it's pretty much dying out as, as, we, as we speak and probably into next week. But um, for sure, this is going to damage the reputation of these clubs that were involved. Uh, people are, are going to remember this. And the clubs, more than anything, should remember this. And if they remember anything, they better remember that fans are going to feel some type of way when we feel like we're becoming more of a customer instead of a fan. Now, I don't mind being a customer of my club, but I'm a fan first. I, I don't mind spending $100 on a jersey to support the club I love. And to show your support. And show to your support. But I want every other club to have an equal opportunity to have that feeling as well at the biggest stage. And that's what sports is. And that's what sports is. In sports the is, sports is c- competing, and showing who the best is. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of the badge, regardless of where you're from. Yeah. Play football. It, at the end of the day, it's eleven man against eleven. One sphere. Three posts. How about it, son? Yeah, and uh, it, it's the game that we love, and uh, it's why we're here. It's why you're listening right now. Yeah, I am uh, not even gonna lie. I was, I was starting to consider like, fuck, if I'm not gonna watch City, what, where, where does my soccer fandom lie? Am I gonna continue having yeah. the same passion towards it? Am I gonna be able to come here every week and still talk about it without moping? Around? I, I was worried too. I was like, man, this dude's not gonna fucking watch football anymore. We're not gonna have a 
podcast as we know it. I mean, we could have a podcast, but we're going to be talking about championship teams <laughs> ah, on some type. But yeah, man, I'm glad it's not going to. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that, that wants to watch the highest level. I, I love. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm not a fan of underdogs. Oh, yeah. Unless yeah. I already like them, like a pre-existing condition. Yeah. But uh, I can I can appreciate grinding out a win against Burnley or getting pissed off that we lose against West Brom. Yeah, yeah. And, you know and what I mean? Seeing how much it means to Sam Allardyce, you know. Or or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, like those characters, they make the fucking sport. Exactly. We lo- we drew with Hitafe, which felt like a loss because that would have kept us on par with Atletico. Yeah. Did not happen. And but that's football. That that's sports. I've I've competed. I've played. Obviously yeah. not to that same degree. But I've I've still felt the fucking pain of loss. I've still felt the the pleasure of victory. Mm-hmm. You know, and to and to remove just that that essence of it. There's it doesn't like thinking of a winner for the for the Super League, isn't as sweet as thinking of a winner for Champions League. Yeah, because it's a, you know what it's I mean? a longer journey too. You know. And you watch teams grow into the tournament. You you look how Real Madrid grow, grew into it. Yeah. They started kind of rough and Bad. they picked up their their form. Yeah. And and it's it's funny because like I'm sure those those Borussia Mönchengladbach players and the Shakhtar players are gonna go home with fond memories that they gave Real Madrid a good fight. Yeah. And now look at Real Madrid. They're they're on their course to the final possibly. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Um. That's our thing on the Super League, man. Uh. I feel like. Uh, I feel like there's so much to be said that still hasn't been said. There's so many thoughts that I've had over the last few days. It's hard to gather there's, it all. There's, yeah. uh, I mean, and I'm going to be honest, man. I love to see a tire fire. Yeah, and it has been that for... And that's exactly what it's been over the last three days. Overreactions, the, the lack of reaction, mm-hmm. the pride, and... Obviously, the passion that the fans have showed. Yep. Um, so, I love it all. Um, but we did have a couple of friends uh, send us a few of their thoughts. So, we're going to go ahead and listen to that. Um, and we're going to go... Uh, it's just a couple couple guys. A couple guys that we've actually had on the pod. Yeah. So, we'll play that. And uh, we can talk about those and then we'll move on. I know uh, even though it's a heavy topic, it, it, it's going to get burnt out just like... Everyone's been on the last few days, so uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll listen. We'll listen to these guys. All right, sweet. So my name is Ernie. I'm a Leicester City fan, and personally, I do believe the Super League is the worst thing that could have ever happened to the sport. It reeks of gentrification. It's it, it's it's such a privileged way to try and run the sport. You know, my people say. That would have been the definition of being created by the poor and being stolen by the rich. If the Super League had formed, we would have been robbed of many, many magical moments. You know, something like Leicester City winning the Premier League at 5,000 to 1 odds would never happen again. It would Nothing exciting like that would ever happen again. Aguero's 93-20 would never happen again. M- many, many Cinderella stories in the Champions League, such as Monaco 16-17, making it to the semis. Borussia Dortmund in 12-2013. 12, 12, Ajax in 2018-2019. Many of, many of those teams 
who grew in the Champions League, many of those moments would never occur again if the Super League had gone through. It's something where it would also dilute the excitement and the magic of big of big matches, big in big matches between teams from different leagues. The reason the Champions League is so exciting is because you don't see the same matches, but you still get constant heavyweight clashes. And it's something where if the Super League had gone through, I just believe I believe the magic would not be there. It's something that over time fans would come to expect and it would not be as exciting. And it would also destroy it would also destroy football in the sense that many a lot of the revenue lost between the league, the, the leagues that the teams would be leaving, it's a trickle down effect. So many leagues such as League Two, League Two, League One, even the National League in England per se, second, third tiers of said respective leagues, that's money that they would be losing. It's it's a trickle down effect. So it wouldn't just be affecting just many big things like the Champions League, the Premier League, La Liga Serie A, etc. It's a trickle down effect that would would take it would be it would be abysmal, it would be cataclysmic if something like that were to happen for those little leagues. And just also I think one more thing would be the domestic competitions would take a huge hit. Like all those League Two teams, all those national league teams, you know, that end up being drawn against a big six side. That's a magical feeling for many of those teams. Like Look at this year when Spurs played that eighth, maybe eighth, ninth division side team, Marine. That was, even despite it being a blowout, it's just the fact that they were able to meet. That was such a magic, that was such a magical feeling and such an amazing moment. And the European Super League would rob us of all of that. And it's it's kind of weird how, it's weird how what's defined, who's defined as a big club per se. You know, Arsenal, respectfully, haven't done anything notable apart from a couple of FA Cups in the past maybe decade. Spurs haven't won anything in 12, maybe 13 years. So giving teams like that the opportunity to compete at elite level every day instead of teams having to earn it, it would be unfair to a team, per se, like West Ham, who is performing out of their skin and, quite frankly, deserves to be in the Champions League this year. Teams like Atalanta that are consistently overachieving and beating teams out like Aroma and Lazio to get to a Champions League spot. It's something where if you want to play at the best level, you have to earn it. And with the European Super League, it just wouldn't happen. And, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much my initial thoughts on the Super League. Hey, yo, so this is Lawrence. So my thoughts on the Super League is that this is horrible. This is a money grab. Now, listen, I know FIFA and UEFA are corrupt as it is. I'm not debating that part. We all know that. I mean, really, there should be something else, but that's a whole nother story. But in case for the Super League, it's just a complete money grab. It's going to ruin the chances for the smaller teams, the money, the funding, uh, it's just all around. It just trickles down and it's horrible. Now, 
Now I hear that some of the English teams are pulling out. I think this is great. I also think they're scared, which is great too. This doesn't mean that this won't happen again or tried again. But for now, I just do not like this. If they want to tweak things within the current system, I'm fine with that. But this Super League nonsense is just ridiculous. It doesn't make it any different from American sports and as I am American, I don't like some of the things with that. But what's cool about, you know, soccer and everything is the fact that you can have, you can be relegated. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. So, yeah, that's, um, that was Ernie and Lawrence. Thank you, guys. Uh, obviously, we'd love to have them back on and uh, we will at some point. But uh, just going back to what Ernie said, and Ernie's, a, like he said, a Lester guy. Something like that probably would never happen. Or it would make what happened all that much more special. Yeah. Imagine Lester doing it with the Super League and the budgets that those guys have. Mm-hmm. But it, you know what's interesting? Do you think Lester deserves more of a shot to play in that than Tottenham or Arsenal? No. 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 Uh, for for what it is? Like, for, for the way it was enacted, the... I guess the arbitrary way of why those teams were able to make it or like in a sporting sense. In a sporting sense. Because we established that that the meritocracy of the Super League is is non-existent. Yeah. Um, But in a sporting sense, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leicester have made it to... And for some reason, Tottenham and Arsenal are considered one of the big teams. Yeah. You know, I I think if we're going to shit on the Super League for getting teams... Uh, based on whatever it is, that we should stop calling them the big six. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, okay, so we're going to call them the big six from now on anyway. It doesn't matter. But uh, Lester's made a case for it to be considered the big seven. Yeah. The last three, four years, they've... Like, a lot of teams, when they get really good and they get lucky like that... They fall off. They fall off right away. Which they did in the Champions League that season. They did grab their ankles. But uh, that was more to the lack of depth than than anything else. That they still kind of suffered through, too. Mm-hmm. Even you, now. You, you saw to, that. To an Madison extent, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, they they stayed on top, man. They're competing for the... They got pretty close uh, last season. Yeah. And they're in Champions League as we speak now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they've made a case and they've kept that run of form. So, you know, credit to them and uh, with... With the Super League in place, I don't think they, they wouldn't have done it. It would have been a lot more remarkable. As remarkable as it was to begin with. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. That's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting what, yeah, like you said, what goes into the thought process there. But. And um, another thing that Ernie said um, before we move on to Lawrence, um, gentrification. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> That's that's exactly what it is, gentrification of the sport. Yeah, well, that's what I was telling to my buddy, uh, Amilcar, the Arsenal fan, because um, he was telling me... I would love to get an Arsenal fan's perspective. Yeah, man. I, will, I mean, we might, who knows, maybe get him on soon, but um, he was telling me that, you know, it was interesting how the American owners were the ones who were the main proponents of this or really bought into that system. And it's it's an American ideal. This this from the English teams. Yeah, yeah, uh, from the English teams. Um, 
And it's almost like uh, Americans now want to colonize the sport in Europe. <laughs> and that's what I told him. And it's payback? I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, anywhere well, they can get profit, they're going to try to get into, man. And I think feeding in or tapping into the European market would just blow their mind with the amount of profits they can make off that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens in the future, man. There's always been a a negative connotation associated with the American owners and the way they've handled, um, um, you know, their sports teams. I in, think when you think of like Europe, right, and the European way of doing things and the essence of Europeanness, mm-hmm. the second you you mention American or the American way, it, it suddenly becomes foggy and muddy and and kind of mm-hmm. gross. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like But uh, look English at what look them. at what Arsenal's ownership and look at uh and Manchester United over the last years. I mean Manchester United has a big ass, ugly ass Chevrolet logo on their shirt. Yeah. And I'm sure there was a lot of money put into that for a that to make money. it happen, you know. Oh yeah, totally. But that I don't think that would have happened with anybody other than an American owner. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They have no problem picking profits over passion. And well, like we said earlier, I mean, what team is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, Ernie brought some good points and, you know, he's a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he obviously a fan of the little guy that's going to cease to exist were this to happen. Uh, now, talking about Lawrence's points, uh, well, Lawrence is a, is a Barcelona guy. But for him to even speak out that way so fervently, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's obvious that he's he's passionate about about the spirit of the game and it's know? it's no it's very interesting because this tournament would benefit his team a lot in, in this current state that they're in right exactly now. yeah so um good on them you know and, and to be able to recognize that as an american fan uh that that there is problems within this closed closed league um that that americans tend to operate in you know i, I think we've brought this up already is you know it's just not the way this game is built no it's, and that's why we have the problems with the mls as it is oh yeah and that's why i feel like uh it's uh more or less disrespected by the global uh, viewership i mean if you're american and you like soccer and you watch mls i get it but everybody else around the world um is going to continue yeah, to look down yeah, on the yeah MLS. but if you're an american fan you can't kid yourself into thinking mls is, is like that's the way the game is supposed to be played yeah, it's it's just an Americanized version of, of football, you know. It's the only league that operates the way it does. Liga Mekis has their own iteration on it. And that that's murky in its own self, but oh, man, we yeah. can talk about that for a whole day because that's another interesting dynamic there. Mhm. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, yeah, man, uh it, it is interesting and uh, yeah, I'd like to hear Lawrence's uh, bit on that. Yeah, um and we'll probably have him on at the end of the season to uh I just want to see how the the league plays out because that the, the the Spanish league. Well, his his wish has been granted. If if I remember correctly, he's like, all I need is Barca to get one trophy this oh, year. Oh yeah, congratulations, Lawrence. Yeah, hey, but how do you feel? How do you feel about the Barcelona? I mean, I, we'll touch on this later. But they win the Copa del Rey and yeah. So yeah, let's move on from the Super uh, League. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, let's yeah, uh, yeah, let's Super League. <clears throat> let's get into uh, other headlines. Campeon. <sighs> okay, so. <laughs> So my opinion on on FA Cup and uh, Carabao, the Pokal and the Carabao and Copa del Rey and Copa Italia, Copa Italia, is they mean nothing on their own. Mm. 
if that's all you win as a big club, it's a been, smaller club, like uh, oh, like mean, Bilbao, for example. Dude, or I don't know if you remember, and this breaks my heart, but Wigan beat City one time. Yeah, yeah, you know that that means a yeah. lot for Wigan, and I was heated. I was like, we've really lost the Wigan. Yeah, 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 exactly. Roberto yeah. Martinez managed that team, by the way. Who's uh, he's managing uh, Belgium, Belgium these days? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to those teams, it means more. Yeah, to those teams. But if you're a big team and that's all you can muster up, I'm sorry, son. Yeah. But you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> so to celebrate it like you won a championship, um, I, I I've seen people on my timeline that that were pretty quiet all season, post campeones, without any context, just champions. Yeah. Like ah, yeah. it's 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 icky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I it's nothing on its own. But uh, it's, a leak. It, it's something, but it's not enough. To right. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. It is silverware. It, it is, is silverware, technically please. silverware. Like uh, Tottenham, they'd be mm-hmm. glad to win an FA Cup. Well, yeah. Uh, Manchester United, City, uh, Liverpool, on its own, doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a community shield as far as I'm concerned. Now, if you have a league title or a Champions League to attach that to, by all means. That's cool, yeah. But a, but a Champions League on its own is huge. Oh, yeah. I think so. It's it's on par, if not. Uh, so yeah, see, I'm starting to change my stance on the league title versus Champions League. It's a marathon. But, it, but I would say it's it, they're... Neck Very neck. close. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, on par. Uh, but anyway, that's my thing. Uh, but I guess congratulations, Barcelona. It's been two years since you've won anything. So whoa, you know that's not me shitting on them. That's no, no, no. that's I, the reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, congratulations, you beat Bilbao. Now can can they use that form to propel them to maybe make a title run? Or? Well, they still got to. They still got to play against Atletico, which that's is gonna be a great that's a, that's a tall order. Yeah. Um, I th- I believe Atletico beat them this season, or did they draw? I think they drew. It's a tough one. Yeah. And we'll Ma- Real Madrid's got the tiebreaker over Atletico. And and Barcelona. see in 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 Spain, they have the the two games in the league. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the goal differential. Right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. I so, kind of like that. Though. So, uh, Madrid has that over over Atletico right now. And Barca. Both of them, yeah. If it comes down to if it Barca. ever comes down to it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 got some silverware, and it's it's I guess it's good for the morale of the of the fans. And, and Messi played out of his skin. Oh yeah, what a what a game from him. Yeah, he's, and, he's so special. Coleman was was lapping it up. Well, as he would, as he yeah. should, as he should. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I honestly didn't think if it's he been was two years shit. and then you know you lead your team to a title, yeah, I guess it's significant. I don't know why they play so early though. The league cup final. It's all, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, and and you know this weekend we'll have the Carabao in England, uh, Tottenham. Who... Yeah, well, speaking of uh league cups and uh, FA cups, um, this weekend uh, Chelsea versus Manchester City for the FA Cup semifinal. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn. Leicester Southampton as well, less significantly. Yeah, still a semifinal, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Man, that was a. I, I can see why someone would think it's boring, but for me, that was that was such an interesting battle of tactics because they both neutralized themselves so well. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a it was a match where you know, it, it was about a tactical setup and and Tuchel's actually really good at that and. Once they they got their the first goal through Ziyech, they did a really great job of just uh, holding that score and making it tough for City to to even you know get on target. Uh, Chelsea was good 
I would say better for the first 60 minutes. You know, that, that game seems like so distant to me now. Um, I, I don't I don't really know if I can say that, but I, I would say I'm, I'm comfortable with Chelsea coming away with the win. But I thought City were just way too limp in front of goal and, and around the box. And on another day... They were lacking on the generating play, too, for a good while. Yeah. For too long, I think. Yeah. Um. But that the midfield battle... I would have to say was was Chelsea for for the important half of it for like a, a a too big of a chunk. City's usually used to to dominating the midfield. Used to being able to, they'll always get more possession. Yeah, but to be more effective with it, and a lot of the passes were errant. Yeah, and uh, Chelsea were well. Both teams were passing pretty badly. Yeah, yeah. The but, only thing notable was Jorginho, man. He he was my man of the match. Um, yeah, he's a good player. I've, I've always been a fan of his. so solid in the middle with his passing. Um, the, the, the combination that he had with, with Conte was, was pretty stifling for uh, Manchester City. Yeah. Um, as far as City goes... Uh, Raheem Sterling, man. Yeah, man, he's a he's a player, isn't he? Was. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I mean, I've been saying this for years, and for a lot of time, I would get a lot of stick for it because um, statistically, Raheem was one of our best players. But it, honestly, man, for the opp- the opportunities that he would get, he should have been putting up Mbappe, Ronaldo, Messi numbers with the opportunities that he gets. But he bottles so many chances. He had a few chances that game to tie the game up, sails it over the bar. And this is nothing new. Um, you know, this is nothing new. And I've always felt that's an area City can improve on. But, you know, you got to you gotta deal with it. And, you know, at times he is the breaking point and, and the reason why we win games. So it's hard to shit on him too much. But this second half of the season has been poor for him at City. And um, I I've always was of the opinion that Sané was much better than him, by the way. I always would have preferred to keep him, but I, I get it. English quota, one of the best English players. Um, I, I would say maybe I would only put Kane ahead of him. Um, although, I'll say this. Wait, wait. Um, only Kane ahead of... Uh... Uh, in the last four years, yeah. Really? Yeah. Of Sterling? Sterling's the captain. Yeah, I mean, I he's, know. he's the 10. He's the, he, like, he, was the, he was the guy for them, and... Uh, much of that, by the way, is, is thanks to Pep. Pep sharpened up Sterling to a level that he's never, he was never at before, especially when he was at Liverpool. But um, today, today, this season, just this calendar year, I felt Foden has been much better than him in a lot of areas. I think, and it's funny that you say that because I, I remember Taylor Twillman during the, <laughs> during the American broadcast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know who the the commentator was I, I i honestly don't know his name but uh taylor twillman during the broadcast uh, made an ass of himself he's like today and i don't care about like historically or, or or over the year but today phil foden is top five but he was like so adamant about it mm-hmm. top five in the world is is he wrong yeah oh yeah i don't know to be so adamant about it I, and don't get me wrong, I th- I love me some Phil Foden. I think Phil Foden is special. 
Yeah. He's think, very he's still young. I think Phil Foden is better than Ansu Fati. I think he's better than Pedri. I think he's better than I would put him on the level of Haaland and Mbappe. Honestly. He's almost there. I would I'd put him level with Joao Felix. That's, uh, that's I think he's better he, than Joao Felix. Well, off this season for sure. But I mean uh And last know. even. Shit. Um, I, I feel Ooh. that Joao Felix, you know, we, we've talked about him a lot, but he's not in the right system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like they have a lot of the same qualities. But swap places. If you put Joao Felix in Manchester City, he's turning into a world beater. But I think Phil Foden still does what he's doing now. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he won't. <laughs> he won't regress all that much, if any. Here's the thing about Phil Foden is that he's super good. I mean, he has the touch. Yeah, yeah he has the touch. He he has a, a wonderful left wand. Um, and, you know, he can just do a lot of... Why you got to use that word, man? I know. Uh, it's He's so good. He's so good. But... So, so good. And But this is, the, this is the kicker, and this is what makes him great and elevates him to the great conversation, is the fact that he's willing to put his pride aside and press the ball like all the other 10 players do. Like, he, he, he he's sweats the badge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't get that too often these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but is he? But I don't necessarily consider him top five in the world right now. No, no. Uh, I think top five for sure. U twenty three. But I mean, like oh, for sure. There's for just sure. players that are, have been in the game longer. Just, than it just too many players that are so good day in day out. Yeah. That are, that have done it for much longer. Um. Uh. But yeah, Twelman was. I don't know. He's maybe he's a visionary. He's an interesting guy. No, I. I he's. Foden is probably a Ballon d'Or candidate in the future. Yeah, could be. Yeah, if he plays. Like I said, there. he's better than Fati and Pedri. That's the thing that when when Guardiola said the, this about him at one, this is like two three years ago. He's like, guys, I'm not kidding. He is one of the best prospects I've ever worked with. And that people <laughs> are like, wait, bro, you coached up Messi in his in you know in his infancy stage. He's like, yeah, I said what I said. Like he's one of the most talented players raw, you know. So when when he said that, I was like, fuck, man, like, bro, you're. You're setting this kid up for big expectations, but Phil Foden has met it, and I would even say maybe even surpassed it because his performances has have been just as sharp for the team uh, and also for national team. I I think for for City, um, top three candidates for Player of the Season. Oh, surely, surely in a year where Aguero has been absent, um, no striker, he stepped up with the goals. You know, Gundogan and Ruben Diaz are the only guys that can maybe place ahead of him, but I think he's right on par. Oh, with I him. think Cancelo. Oh, Cancelo. Cancelo to me shot. is a favorite right now. Um, be Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, and uh, Diaz and uh, Foden. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can throw in Gundogan for the goals, but yeah, the the other guys just for the performance. Um, yeah, totally. In a year where Sterling has dropped a level, I feel Foden. Uh, several. Has, yeah, Foden has stepped several up. levels. He can't be arsed. I don't know what's wrong with the guy. City were playing with 10 men. Yeah, that's what it feels and like. And he played the whole game. Yeah. And the thing is, Pep has benched him for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. not played him, and he gave him a chance to show something, and he's still not performing. Yeah. There may uh, that be something was, going on behind the scenes, you know? There's got to be some beef now at yeah. this point. Because there was one miss that, that Sterling had, and he didn't have, like, a pissed-off face. He was more like... I know, yeah, that, and that's what pisses off the fans. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, fans man. are gonna fucking point at that. And it's like, if you're not pissed off at yourself, why should I be tolerant? Yeah, I will say too, in in, in his dip in form, Maris has stepped up and just been. I mean that you know that guy when when he's in around the box, he can chop in and chop out, and 
um, I think he stepped up in in Sterling's drop in form. So and and I say this because that's a guy that has been constantly slandered by City fans, Who? and I've hated that Mares for for years. Um, and you know, I just I, uh, man, I'll tell this brief story. I went to a pub with uh, my my boy Kevin some years ago, maybe two years ago. We're watching the game and Mares loses the ball, trying to do a cheeky dribble, and this guy's like, "Fucking Mares!" Every time, like he was just going off at the pub, and then. Um, Lo and behold, five minutes later, moment of brilliance, you know, he, he does his, his classic step over, step over, step over, shoot, boom. And I felt like going up to that fool, like, yeah, bro, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah, like, this is what he can do. That's so- what he can do, but, it, but I don't know, losing the ball so many times. But see, it's Sterling loses it in instances where he shouldn't lose it. Mar- yeah, and, and, it- yeah, and and Sterling, Sterling can be pretty awful sometimes. He was... I don't know if I've seen a worse performance from any City player in a good while other than uh, Sterling on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, it he's was poor right now, poor. So bad. I, they you guys like I said you guys were playing with 10 guys. Yeah. Um <laughs> but you know, credit to Chelsea. I, I feel that they're just they're a really good team, man, and I mean, and I'm not trying to scare you cuz I know Real Madrid play them. But the last time Chelsea won the Champions League, they were sixth place in the league. <laughs> they yeah. won. They won the FA Cup, and they. Uh, we were in the uh, summer equinox. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It, it was the year of the rat. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, all those, all those stupid little stats. Like every season <laughs> that Bayern won it, Real Madrid won it the season after. Yeah. So we have we have two conflicting. Uh, we have two conflicting uh, pathways going on here, and uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, both can't prevails. be right, right? Yeah, we'll it has see to be we... a winner. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that league. By the Before way. we do talk about preview of uh, Champions League, um, well, obviously Leicester beat oh, Southampton. Yeah, uh, by via Kalechi Hinacho, who Hinacho. has been what a you know what a performance from him, breakout player of the year for them. And I say breakout because Madison was good last season. Oh, for clear. them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harvey Barnes is a... Yeah, so it sets up a, a all-blues final. Uh, the Foxes versus... Uh, the Blues. Well, well, yeah, they're not they're not the anything, right? They're just Chelsea. Yeah, they're just Chelsea. Well, some will refer to them as racist, but that's kind of mean. Um, Tory cunts? Oh, well, yeah, in some areas. And in, in Owned by a Russian. They're known as... Uh, they're all rent boys, mate. Every last one of them. Mm. Mourinho, Mourinho. We haven't even. Well, 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 let, well, we'll, talk, we'll I, I want. I wanted to save it after the after this topic. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a great manager. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> well, let's talk about it now. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Before we get into any reviews, previews. This is the thing. The some of the one of the biggest sackings of the year was just masks masked over because the European Super League. The only thing. I think that can overtake any news about Mourinho would be the Super League. Yeah, and it just happened to be the perfect storm for Mourinho just to kind of quietly grab his shit and leave and kind of leave the spotlight. But wow, I'll tell you this. I was surprised because I thought he was at least going to finish the season. Um, I thought thought that they were going to give the project another year. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. He might need another year, maybe sign some new players. But I think he lost the locker room. I think that was the that was the breaking point. Well, he posted all the players that were wishing him well and that they were upset that he was leaving. 
Yeah, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not buying that. I I, I think if I'm if I don't like my manager, my coach, <laughs> I'm not writing anything. I'm like, well, too bad. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's just a. In this case, it's more because Mourinho's a legend. They'll at least give him a, a farewell, and I think any time that you work with Mourinho, you'll at least appreciate. It's him. tough. It's tough to gauge, right? It is because because we're never gonna really hear the full story, and people are gonna be, I guess, classy and just l- let him live with his you know head up higher with with some dignity rather than saying, "Yeah, dude was shitting." I will say though, I read that. Um, the day that he was sacked, he stayed on the training ground for a few hours, mm-hmm. and he was uh, <laughs> he was with the players talking to them, mm-hmm. and uh, the quote was telling them the quote unquote home truths, <laughs> which was basically uh, being honest with everybody. It's like um, mm-hmm. Arie, your shit, uh... Eric Dyer, your shit, and, and, and I'm not saying that those are the words he used. And I'm not even saying that he even like in, uh, implied just, that. Yeah, he. But he, he was, was he was giving everybody his honest assessment of them as a player and, and uh, you know um, that that was it. You know, he stayed there for a few hours talking to the guys. He was uh, very honest with them. Yeah, I do appreciate that at Mourinho. He's always honest. Yeah, he I loves would've... to rile people up for sure. But with his players, I think I think he does take like the special sort of mentor father role with them where. He 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 actually does care about the guys. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's that's an assumption. He sticks his neck out. Ah, I don't know the way he threw them under the bus plenty of times this season. Uh, for me, never sure. sat right. Sure, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> if he would have came at me sideways, I would have been like, yeah, that's why you're walking, bro. <laughs> Goodbye, you know. But honestly, let's be honest, he didn't have the best lineup to work with. Um, but at this point, and we've discussed this before, I think it's time to make that jump to the national team. Hopefully it happens. To uh, lobby for it? Yeah. I mean, maybe take a year off, take a sabbatical. I, I did enjoy his punditry when he was doing it, but I, I could tell that's not He's where He's able to break the game down so well and communicate that really well. Well, nobody's going to have a better perspective than him. It's really not many guys who would be able who to. Who have that sort of experience? Yeah, man. He's seen it all, and I respect him for it. But in today's game, I've always I've felt this for a few years now that he's he hasn't adapted to what football is now. Um. But, you know, he's still able to get some pretty important results. But in a marathon, in a 38-game you know game season, he's proven to us that even with two of the best players in the league, um, he's not quite good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to, to see him walk out uh, before the end of the season. There are reports that he was fired because he was so against the Super League <laughs> that he had a clash. I, I I don't I don't know if yeah well it could be true I mean we don't know but I think it took more it's it's you know the 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 form has been questionable since the beginning yeah if they were in first place and he's against it I don't know if he gets fired <laughs> yeah yeah but you know to be fair like I what are they fourth right now fifth I, uh, I don't really know Tottenham yeah I think like seventh or eighth oh shit yeah that, that reflects bad I guess we can check real quick um but you know I, at least Tottenham aren't in in like complete in the trash zone, you know, they're still in competition and they can still finish well in the league. Um, you know, obviously they've, they've handed the reins over to Ryan Mason, former player who actually came up in the Academy with, or not the Academy, but, you know, came up with Harry Kane. That's pretty funny, you know, but 
the youngest manager, um, and who knows? 29, right? Won his first game today against Southampton. We'll touch on that in a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll see where, where Tottenham go from here. I think most of the fans are happy. The fans were really upset with Mourinho for months now, and I think they've got they've, they've gotten their wish. Oh, yeah, they're in sixth place. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're one win away from fucking fourth. Yeah. Well, that's that's what they were asking Mourinho, like one win away from fourth. You know, into a cup final. How does this happen? He didn't really have an answer for it, but who knows, man? Who knows what happened? Well, that, that, and that's my point is, I, was, I think I told you last week, is like, if you projected Tottenham, Tottenham season mm-hmm. a year ago, and you said sixth, somewhere in the mix for Champions League, mm-hmm. is that necessarily... Them underperforming? No. Not by their standards, but I think uh, Tottenham, at least from the owner's perspective and maybe even the players, they have the ambition to be a top Yeah, you can have all the ambition in the world, but the reality is... That you had a shit manager. That you don't... No, that you don't have the team I, built for it. I don't it. know. I don't know. See, that's my Do thing. Do they have a better team than than Chelsea, City, Liverpool, bef- before the injuries, and, and uh, United? The answer is no. Well, according to you, I told you like a few weeks ago, I think they're not that far off of it. And I think with the right manager, they can reach that. But the tactics have been wrong. But, but the, but the, and that's but black and white it. is no, they're not better than those teams. I don't care who it, your manager is. It's not by much. Are if, they, if you really think that, are it's they not better than United, Liverpool, and City? No. And the manager, any manager, Nagelsmann, uh, Zidane, uh, Klopp, Guardiola, he's not going to make that team a champion. No one's making that team a champion. I'm not saying they're first place material, but they're definitely top four material. And with the right manager, I believe they could have. But, you know, I, I guess, I mean, let's not forget, they were first place for a little while. You know, it was nice. They had a little a little fun time there, although it means now in December. Um, but I think with the right manager, they could have at least been more consistent throughout the season. I think if Tuchel was managing them, I think they'd be better. But, um you know, that's football. You have to adapt to the new age, and um, maybe Mourinho can find some success in in the international game where, you know, tactics aren't as much of a of a big deal as it is in the league game. Also, the outgoing manager had polar opposite uh, ideas for the game, and that team was built that way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. Um, obviously, I, I I have my opinions on Mourinho, and you have yours. So I, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you think that Tottenham are the best product they can be, and I don't think they are. But I guess like that's where we disagree. Sure. Um, moving on from that. Uh, what else? Um, anything else significant happen? Nah, not really. I mean, it's just this whole Super League thing is taking a, all of our bandwidth of football. Uh, I think yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So we'll just get into the review, and then uh, we'll. I think that's that'll be it. Yep. Um. So, Premier League. Friday, April 16th. Everton and Tottenham draw 2-2. Two to two. 
Fuck, that feels like a year ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Harry Kane with the brace and Sigurdsson with the brace. <laughs> um, hmm. Interesting match. Yeah, like you said, it feels like ages ago. I think that's the game that Harry Kane got a little injured, right? Yeah. At the very end. At the very end. Oh yeah, Tottenham without Harry Kane, that's a, that's a tall order. Yeah. The best uh, player in the league. Still can't finish player of the top year. four. It's player of the year, him. I think I think so. Um it, well it's these kind of results, right? Yeah. Had they won it and they they got a penalty against them, had they won it, they'd be square in uh third place right now. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's just telling, you know, of their, their season so far. They're supposed yeah, to be so a defensive powerhouse, and to be fair, they don't have the best defenders, and it reflects in the scoreline quite often. Um, they're okay in terms of goal differential. Not terrible. Top five. Yeah. Uh... Tied for fourth, actually. Saturday, Newcastle beats West Ham. Newcastle yeah. was that three wins in a row? Yeah, they've been playing really in the well. league. Steve Bruce. Uh, so they, they they've just found a switch that they're able to turn on and uh, trying to get themselves out of that relegation battle, and it's fucking working. Kind of annoying, actually, because. Uh, they were looking like they were going to get relegated. Trying to sell themselves on another takeover, maybe? <laughs> maybe, yeah, we'll see. Uh, another another point in that is that Jesse Lingard has another goal, man. Yeah, albeit a penalty. This but... is his highest uh, goal-scoring season, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, I tell people, like, do you expect them to play over Lingard? I mean, over Marshall, Rashford... Greenwood, it's it's Lukaku, hard. Lukaku, yeah, it's hard. So I mean, I think this is his level. The same way Andros Town Townsend fell off and played to a team that's more his level. The same way Aaron Lennon did. That's almost his level to me. Fringe uh, English players like for the national team, mm-hmm. you know, he can bag his himself a few goals here and there. You know, Welbeck's having a great season too, and not maybe not as good as him, but you know, it it goes to show you that they're still talented players. Well, Welbeck is having a great season. I, he's I got like four goals. No, I corrected myself. I say he's having not as good as Lingard, but by Welbeck standards, after all the injuries, yeah, that's a pretty great season by his standards. I don't know. I mean, he's probably the leading goal scorer for Brighton. Um, now, obviously, that's a relegation fighting team, so <laughs> it's not going to be the same kind of success as West Ham. But I mean, yeah, it just goes to show that maybe leaving Man United is is good for your career. Yeah, he's got four goals. Lingard's got ten. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, a relegation-bound team versus a team qualifying for Champions League, you're going to get that kind of uh, uh, difference. I mean, there's no player in the bottom half relegation zone that's really lighting up the stats. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Mm, Danny Ings? Oh, that's not a relegation battle team. You said bottom half. No, I meant like bottom half relegation-bound. Well, obviously... Only oh, I see Danny. what you mean. Like any any of the, like the like the top the last five teams you know it's it's gonna be hard. 
Yeah, those teams suck. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Lingard's doing good for himself, man. Good for him, I guess. Um, I guess a stay at West Ham would be best for him. Yeah. Because there are, there are the levels. You, you there leave, are levels. He'll get Champions League playing time. Leave Man United and your career will prosper. Look at Lukaku. Look at Di Maria. Look at look at uh, Lingard. Shit. Proof is in the pudding. Hmm. Yeah. That's well, a, that's an interesting take. Uh, what about oh, oh la 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 la! Wow, I put on the Chivas versus Monterrey. What a fucking goal! Oh, man. Who was that? You're not impressed by that. You don't like that? Shambolic defending, I will say. <sighs> um, but I wow. mean, good fake and all. But I mean. Yeah, it was like three, uh, three fakes, man. Uh, go ahead, try that in a top league. I dare you. Uh Conejito Brizuela. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player. Oh, man, Why that guys, guy isn't in Europe? I don't know. They go to Europe and and can't even get off the bench. I know, but that's just look at that. Oh, I don't know, man. Is that really shambolic defending? He's falling down while he's striking. Like, ah, uh, man. He slipped. Yeah, that's a good goal, man. It's a decent goal. I'm, <laughs> oh I'm, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like it's a Puskas goal either. But it's yeah, it's decent. I, I'll, I'll still take Gareth Bale's goal today over that. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, Wolves beat Sheffield United. Yeah, that's expected, isn't it? Anybody beating Sheffield United. Yeah. And then uh, Arsenal draw with Fulham. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a heartbreaker for Fulham because uh, the draw came at the 97th minute. Yeah, via Inketia. Eddie Inketia. Uh, but it was kind of uh, controversial too. Because uh, they, they pulled one away or they... Yeah, they pulled one away from Fulham or something. Yeah, Fulham have been done dirty this season uh, routinely. Oh, they've also done themselves dirty too. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a that's a tough one, and uh, Arsenal are lucky to save a point off of that. Tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. And then Man United beat Burnley three to one. Right. Uh, Burnley came to play, man. <laughs> Burnley. Uh, I I think they were one counter away from from it being two to two to becoming three to one. Yeah, you know they're 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 a decent side. Mid table, you know, not bad. There are they officially mid table now? I I think they're in the vicinity of it. I you know I guess like mid table is a very vague term. Yeah, seventeenth place. Mid table is what thirteenth, twelfth place. Yeah, anywhere between thirteen and eighth. Yeah, they have thirty three points. Versus thirty eight, so. I don't. Damn, with a game in hand, nah. Yeah, no, they're. Relegation fighting, I guess. And then uh, Sunday, or Monday, Monday, uh, Leeds draw with Liverpool. So common theme this week was all the Super League teams did not do well. Yeah. Uh, and Leeds uh, draws with uh, with uh, Liverpool 1-1. to Tuesday, Chelsea draw with Brighton zero to zero. Today, Tottenham beat Southampton two to one, and City beat Aston Villa uh, two to one. Yep. City had uh, 
10 men for a whole half. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, John Stones with the red card. You know, I have no problem with it. I don't either. I feel like it was harsh, but still. Yeah, but, you know. Still fair, I it's suppose. It's unfair because City are owned by Saudis, so it's all good. It evens out. <laughs> um, That's that victim mentality shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but um, but no, it's a it's a it's a tough uh, tough red. Either way, um, FA Cup, like we said, City lost to Chelsea one to zero, and then uh, Leicester beat Southampton one to zero. So uh, yeah, that's the that's the final Chelsea versus Leicester, and then. Uh, do we do a review? I mean, a preview of the next match week? Yeah. Coming up is Thursday. Uh, Leicester hosting West Brom. West Brom's probably going to give the business to Leicester. Just given how they're playing lately. Uh, do you have a prediction on that? Yeah, I have Leicester winning uh, 2-0. Gotcha. Arsenal hosting Everton on Friday. Ah, oh, man. I have a 1-1 draw for that one. I'll take Arsenal. Sheesh. I'll take Arsenal 1-0. I could see it happening. And then Saturday, Liverpool hosting Newcastle. Mm, damn. Uh, I'll take a 1-1 draw for that one, too. Damn, really? Well, Liverpool aren't that impressive. 2-0 Liverpool. Fair, fair. West Ham hosting Chelsea. Damn. That's London a good Derby. One. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea two to one. I'll I'll take West Ham two to one. And then Sheffield United hosting Brighton. Oh God! I'll take Brighton one nil. Sure, let's do that. And then Wolves hosting Burnley. Uh, fuck, another one one. Yeah, a lot of draws this weekend. And then Leeds United hosting Manchester United. Uh. That's a that's a rivalry. Uh Manchester United two to zero. Fair enough. I'll take a two two draw. And then Aston Villa hosting West Brom. Two to two? Yeah. Fuck. I mean both teams you know I mean I, I always see Leeds scoring a lot and also allowing a lot, so that's kinda like my bottom point. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 3-3 three, three or something, but 2-2 ah, two, is more tame. Man, Tame Paula had a concert today that I couldn't watch. Uh, anyway, um, Aston Villa hosting West Brom? I'll take a 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw. Uh, I'll take Aston Villa 1-0. And then Monday, uh, capping it off, uh, Leicester hosting Crystal Palace. I'll take uh, Leicester City 4 0. Fucking hell. I'll take a Leicester 2 0. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the review preview for the uh, Premier League. Let's do uh, uh, Spanish La Liga. On. Well, not much happened uh, other than a action packed Sunday. Otasuna versus Elche. Otasuna wins 2 to 0. Um, 
Real Sociedad hosting Sevilla for a, I don't know, I guess a top four battle. Yeah. And Sevilla wins two to one. Uh, and Naziri. And uh, who got on the board? Fernando. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's a Premier League uh, winner. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <clears throat> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, Carlos Fernandez from Sociedad. Uh, so, yeah, two to one. Sevilla's kind of. They're, they're going to, like, stroll to first place at the end of the season. Everyone's going to be duking it out, just killing each other, and they're just going to walk. Yeah, that'd be the biggest surprise. Oh, yeah, man. That's not going to happen, but it'd be nice. Yeah. The, and uh, Sevilla's like a borderline Super League type team. Yeah. I... Three Europa in a row. Que más querés, papá? Yeah, that's like Europa, though. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I, mean, I know, I know, dude. It. I know. That's that's like winning the Carabao Cup uh, and the Community Shield. I don't know. Com- uh, Community Shield three times in a row? More or less, yeah. I, it's nothing to be proud of, I guess, is my point. Europa League. JV team. Yeah. Uh, Alaves versus Huesca. Uh, Alaves wins 1-0. And Atletico Madrid put a five-piece on Abar. Abar, who's in dead last. Um, they're facing relegation. It's a sad story, but that's how it goes. <laughs> and Atletico got braces from Manuel Correa. Braces, a brace from Marcos Llorente. Yeah. And Yannick Carrasco with his little goal in there. Um, man, they're back on top. Because, uh, well, we'll get into it in just a second. Cadiz and Celta Vigo, 0-0 draw. Donuts. Betis versus Valencia, 2-2 draw. That one I was kind of watching. Um, it was kind of back and forth. They were, they were going at it. And in the end, uh, yeah, uh, Valencia gets their penalty via no, no one else but Carlos Soler. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then... uh, My favorite result of the week. Yeah. Ah, just kidding, man. No, and this is like a continuation of the bullshit from the Super League. Uh, Real Madrid uh, draws with Getafe, 0-0. To be fair, Real Madrid puts like a B-C team. But still, man, they still have enough quality to that they should be Getafe, who's kind of in a relegation battle themselves. Although... Cucurella, what a player, huh? Decent player, but I, I, I just, my thoughts on the, on the game was Courtois. What a big game from him. He was man of the match for sure. Yeah, man of the match, and and I thought Hitafe really surprised me with their attack. They actually generated a good amount to to you know enough to warrant maybe even a win. Um, but you know a, a draw for them means the world against Madrid, and you know it could be worse for Madrid. Like I'm saying, they could have gotten home with no points and. Um, uh, thankfully, they at least get one. And we'll but they see. should go home with three. Uh, yeah, like prior to the game. But based on off what happened, um, you know, I would I almost would have thought Hetafe would have won the game. Uh, just based off the shots. Oh no! The yeah, uh, off of the gameplay, the saves that Courtois had to make. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Like so not every keeper. He had he didn't have business making some of the saves that he did. Like if some of them got in, he's like, okay, those are those are good shots. You know, you can't really do anything against that. But yeah, fortunate, fortunate in that sense that you have a top keeper. Um, I thought I thought we were gonna lose this one. To be honest with you, it was looking like it for a while. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. it's, yeah. it's okay to split some points there. And then Levante hosting Villarreal, five to one for Villarreal. Chukwedi. Yeah, it's a good player. Decent, decent, isn't he? The Nigerian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Gerard Moreno gets goals. He he keeps scoring. And then today, Wednesday, twenty first, more games. Sevilla uh, versus Levante. Sevilla wins one to zero. Another goal by Nazere. And then Osasuna beats Valencia uh, three to one. Kind of surprising. Uh, Betis uh, Bilbao zero zero. Bilbao. That's both of their seasons in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. Alavet versus Villarreal. That's a surprise. Two to one. Yeah. Two to one. Yeah, that was a surprise there. Paco Alcacer. Elche and Valladolid one is one one double hockey sticks. Mm-hmm. And then Cadiz versus uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid puts a three-piece on them. Right. Um, yeah, a convincing win. Uh, revenge for the first for the first loss uh, this season. Um, do we do a preview? Yeah, game starts tomorrow. Bitch. Uh, Atletico hosting Huesca. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be, let's see here. We're on to Atletico Madrid versus Huesca. Yes, sir. Uh, that's easy peasy, right? Yeah, come on. Come on, Wetka. Nah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, 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 nah, nah, fuck. Nah, <laughs> you can't even talk yourself into that possibility. Yeah, 2-0, 2-0 for me, Atleti. And then Granada versus Eibar. This is for the betting, man. Believe me when I say this. Um, oh, yeah, and for the Granada game, I have a 1-0 against Eibar. Uh, Granada gets the win. Eibar's going down. Unfortunately, man, I, which hurts me to say because I love the Ipurrua, beautiful stadium, beautiful heritage with the club. But um, I think if I were them, sell Brian Gill, get a lot of money and make a revamp, try to come back up next season. And they they're competitive. That's the thing. Is They're not a bad team. They don't get... They're like Fulham. They're not the Fulham. often. They're the Fulham of the, of the La Liga for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they play well, but they're just shy. <laughs> <laughs> like they just yeah. get shy results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a pretty good assessment. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Real Sociedad versus Celta Vigo. I'll take Celta Vigo. I agree. Yeah, I'll take a two-one win for Celta. Mm-hmm. And then Barcelona versus Getafe. Well, Getafe doesn't see the white, so they're definitely gonna grab their ankles. That's what I feel like. I feel like okay, like well, you know, it's crazy because Getafe is like in Madrid or just on the outskirts of Madrid. You'd think that they'd want to fucking fuck up Barca, but maybe they, they, they hate being in the shadow of Madrid so much that they just might be like, right then, Barca, go ahead, have your way, have have a few goals, Messi, get your pichichi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I oh. think I see a three-four-one win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Barcelona lives for those kind of fucking matches. And Coleman did say he's like the, the title race isn't over. The title race isn't over. Yeah, the Copa del Rey on its own doesn't mean jack shit, but. Uh, but but muster up a, a league win and huh yeah, sheesh we'll see. We'll Elche see. Uh, versus Levante. 
Sheesh. I'll take a 1-1 draw. Fair enough. And then Valladolid versus Cadiz. Wow, that's a good one. I'll take Cadiz. Two to one. Mm, yeah, fair. That's a that's a good result. And then Valencia versus Alabeth. Wow, I'll take Valencia. One nil. I'll take Valencia two to zero. Nice. Uh, Real Madrid versus Betis. That's a good one. I'll take Real Madrid. Three to one. I was gonna say that. Uh, I was gonna say that we were on that. We got that telepathic. That that wavelength. Yeah. Uh, Westca versus Hetafe. That's a good one. Um, Just because it's competitive, but I'll take Hetafe. Mm-hmm. Villarreal versus Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I'll take a Villarreal two zero. Oh. <clears throat> right then, um, I'll take a draw. Nil nil. The nil nil. The nil nil pod. Nil nil motherfucker didn't fucking message back. Celta ah. uh, Vigo versus Osasuna. I'll take Celta. Yeah, same. Another two zero. Vamos tanti mina. Los Gal- Galicia. Por Galicia. Vamos Galicia. Uh, Sevilla versus Granada. Mira tío, tengo que ser honesto. Uh, Sevilla 3 a 0. 3-0. Punto, un doblete de El Nezire y Sheesh. un golazo de uh, Lucas Ocampos. No, no, no. De larga distancia, tío. I agree with you, but instead of Lucas, vamos Papu Gómez. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's decent. He's okay. Thank you, Gasperini. Um, yeah. Atlético El Bilbao versus Atlético Madrid. Bueno, tío, tengo que ser honesto. Atlético Bilbao, 2 a 1. 2 to 1, Bilbao. One. I'll take a 2 2 draw. 2 2 draw. That's going to make. Fuck. That's, that's going to make shit spicy. So, so spicy. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And the thing so is, nice. like, Bilbao always plays. Like, they, they. It's a pride thing when they play Madrid. Atlético Madrid, so. It's yeah. the battle of the athletics. I see it. I, I see it. I forgot. Uh, Matuidi uh, played for Miami. Yeah, yeah, he's a. Uh, although there's some uh, drama involved with that, because apparently uh, they didn't follow the the league rules in in spending, so they they spent more money than than they should have on that player, so that they might face some ramifications. So that's something to look into, and it's again proves how stupid the whole, uh, you know, salary cap, salary cap, and DP money is in football in in America. Look it's at Monterrey stupid. Stadium, bro. That shit is fucking nice. We need to go there, get fucking wasted, and catch a game one day. And, and get some uh, um, churros. Some, yeah, yeah. Some some taco de ojo. <laughs> ¿Qué dicen, eh? Hey. Sheesh. Um, um, but yeah. Un taco al pastor. Al pastor. Bien buenísimo. Anyway. Jugoso. <laughs> uh, following game, though, we got A-Bar against Sociedad. Uh, I'll be nice to Abar. I'll give them the one-one draw. Uh, wait, Abar versus who? Oh, on Monday. Yeah, Monday. yeah, my, my bad. I think that's the last one of the. Um, I mean, anything could happen there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let's get, let's get that. Let, let's do that. But I, you know what? Never mind. Uh, Sociedad versus Abar. Yeah. Uh, three to one. There you go. And then Wednesday, uh, Bilbao versus Valladolid. 
one zero. Yeah, build out. Bow. Yeah. All right, so that's the review preview. Uh, anything else you need to get off your chest? Well, I mean, I, if you don't mind, if we can just quickly touch on the Champions League previews. Oh shit! Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you don't, I mean, no, we don't have to. No, 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 no. We do because no. it's next week. Wrap it up, Dean. Wrap it up. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, uh, I'll start. I'll start. Um, First leg, Chelsea. Uh, Madrid Tuesday the twenty seventh. Uh, five days from now. Fuck. Six, five, five, yeah. I Basically guess, five, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going by European time. Oh look, oh all right, hey. Oh what is that? Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, man. I this is this is so hard to predict, but I'll go with a one-one draw for the first Sheesh. leg, making the second. Who's at leg. home? Uh, let's see who is at home. It is Madrid at home. So maybe if it'd be more beneficial for them to get the clean sheet. But. I'll take... Uh, well, I think Madrid is the better team. I think Real Madrid are in better form. But, you know, Chelsea just beat the best team in England. Sure. But the best team in England doesn't have shit on the best team in Spain, does it? Ah, uh, just kidding. No, just you're kidding. Right, you're right. Yeah, Atletico Madrid is good. Uh, no, uh, uh, um, wouldn't it be something for Chelsea to beat both Madrid teams? Yeah, both Madrids and beat City, and and then go on to the final and then smack Chelsea. I mean, smack PSG. Damn, they could goals. very well get a treble. Damn, I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, they could. Holy yeah. shit. Hey. And that would be a tough battle too. It's not like they had like an easy road. Nah. They beat Atletico. They just beat Porto, who's a fucking dirty ass team. They, if they were to beat Madrid, oh, and they, then they will, they will, yeah. And then, and then if ah. they beat PSG in the final, ah, it's uh, too cool going to PSG and fucking them up. Oh my god, poetic justice, bro. They could, yeah, they're still in it for a treble. I did not realize that. Hey man, too cool. Uh, having <laughs> said that, Madrid two to zero. Ah, there you go. That's my prediction. Fuck. Ah oh, man, I don't know what to predict for the next one. City PSG, I'll take City to the bank, mate. But it's gonna be a. Oh, I'll take a two-one City. I think. Um... I think when you look at the collective unit that City bring, I think they're better than PSG. But P- uh, Neymar and Mbappe. Hey, don't forget. Don't sleep on Di Maria. Don't sleep on Julian Draxler. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, Di Maria is, is solid too. But Di Maria, Di Maria could cause a ton of problems. He can be the X factor. He sure. could cause a ton of problems for that left position. Um, But the midfield battle is interesting too. I think City win that comfortably. But huh. it really depends on how po- po- Pochettino lines up. Because Pochettino has nice. good history against City. Under Herrera is nice. Uh, yeah, but they don't compare to... So the oh ah that's that's the thing is is De Bruyne gonna be healthy? Is De Bruyne healthy? That that's a big if yeah fuck. And you can't get too forward because uh as long as I don't City... know if you remember this but the but the FA Cup semifinal Pep decided to put Rodri and Fernandinho as mm-hmm. a double both double pivots did not work. Yeah, and he tried not that conducive. Against, he tried that against United too in the season, and, and it blew up in his not face. Not conducive to and to the free flowing attacking football possession base that he likes. Yeah, because they're not good with their feet. 
Unfortunately. They're decent, but not not. Well, Rodri better than Fernandinho. Yeah. But well, Fernandinho don't... is like a Casemiro for us. A Cante, you know. It's a, sure. He's a ball winner. Sure, sure. But he doesn't yeah. have the legs, so. Um, I would definitely probably start uh, either Rodri or Fernandinho. And, and if De Bruyne's healthy, him and Gundogan. Leave like a 1-2 sort of midfield instead of a 2-1. 2-1, yeah. 2-1 is good if you're trying to protect the result. But that's not the mentality that suits City, so. It's gonna be interesting. It's an interesting battle because I'm go with my team, the 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 PSG attack is a lot less forgiving than cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but as a unit, defensively, I think we're we're more proficient than PSG. We're also forgetting that Neymar has been playing so fucking good. And yeah, he's playing well. He's magic. Yeah, no, he's a hell of a player. There's there's nothing you can't account for what he can do. Yeah, it's it's another level. That being said, <laughs> I'll take two one city. Two one city. Are they at home? No, I actually let's, let's let me make sure. No, yeah, they're, we're playing in Paris. Okay, so that would be great. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, that'd be the the best. I wouldn't be mad with a draw even, but um, I think with the in the form that Foden's in currently, by the way, I think if he's faced up with Carrer, Marquinhos, any of those bums back there. He's taking them to the cleaners. Kaylor Navas, though, he's an X factor. <sighs> Kaylor Navas is—he's been so good. Um, I yeah, I I find it hard to 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 pick any as uh, a side. Um, it's hard, yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough one. I think any of these, both of these games. But are then, hard. but then picking a draw with goals, I mean, feels like you're picking a side. Because yeah, the away goals are so heavy. Yeah. They count for so much. Um, Man, I don't know. Oh, he pulled it back. Oh, come on, man. All right, it's Chivas, I guess. Uh. Um, <sighs> dude, I don't know. I feel like if I pick PSG, I sound like a contrarian. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I pick City, I'm not true to myself. And I feel like if I pick a draw... I'm bitching out. Mm-hmm. So I can't win with any of these predictions. Just go. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, PSG 1-0. No, not bad. Not bad. That's a realistic result. I I think PSG's weakness is their defense, though. And I think that City on the break with uh, their high line and uh, Mbappe they, and Neymar. Yeah. That'll be the key. Do they play a high line? Because they don't always do. They don't. But... Uh, if if PSG and Pochettino are able to f- figure out the press, uh, City are in for a long 180 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good showdown between uh, the two clubs ruining football. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great, a great uh, matchup. And this is what I love, that we can very well see these teams play every week, and that's the whole thing, the ESL. But I love it when we only see them at the end. It culminates into this great celebration. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the winners are the football fans. So, yeah, I think that's a, a good way to wrap it up. Wrap, wrap it, up, it up, Dean. Wrap it up, Dean. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure to, to educate you guys, inform you guys, and, and discuss something very meaningful to a lot of fans and to some people that don't know it yet. But And uh, to get to get our own perspectives. Yeah, to, yeah. Well, and, and what, the, what this means to you and I. 
exactly and it was it was nice to get ernie and lawrence's perspective as well oh yeah oh thank god man i love those guys yeah those are those are true it's, bottlers it's, it's crazy it's crazy because yeah yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love them yeah. uh that i've met both of them once each like each one once and uh you know and, and i love those guys uh yeah love them to bits yeah man they're, they're great guys uh lovely guys but uh yeah this is bottle talk number 44 we didn't start with music. Uh, we felt like like it was not an appropriate. We felt like we just had to get into it. And uh, number forty four, man. Uh, I don't know if we picked a player this week. Oh uh, no, 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 yeah. no player this week, man. Yeah, I, I, that, I that just wasn't on our mind. Uh, no. There's a bigger yeah. topic at hand today. We'll we'll be back at forty five, and um, yeah, we'll. Uh, <sighs> We'll a, lot, a lot will happen between now and then, so we'll we'll, we'll keep you all updated and uh, take care of your mentals, take care of your chickens. Yeah. And uh, peace out. Peace out. Cheers.